Hey everyone, Kimberly Houghton here. So I wanted to start out with just a background of my story. Um, what happened when I moved to Saudi Arabia? So for me, when I landed and stepped foot here in Saudi Arabia, the traditional black abayas on the women and the white thobes on the men, the graceful Arabic language around me and the landscape of nothing but miles and miles of sand were all things that fascinated me when I first stepped foot on this place that we expats all like to refer to as the land of sand. We all start our journey prior to coming to the Middle East in different places. I was 32 years old at the time, working full-time as an RN with a very reputable hospital system. My husband was a consultant working contract on a project with an oil and gas company, and we lived in Houston, Texas. Well, Katie, actually, to be exact. We had a very content life, and we actually had just built slash bought a brand new home in a really great neighborhood. And most people were probably thinking we were nuts that we had decided to accept this job offer that would relocate our entire family across the world, thousands of miles away in Saudi Arabia. On the outside looking in, we were thriving. Um, however, we barely saw each other as a family. I think we had a total of maybe three hours of seeing each other in our daily routine. I was getting debilitating episodes of vertigo due to being both dehydrated, sleep deprived, over caffeinated, and, a con and I was in a constant state of cortisol overdrive is what it was. Um, I was longing for a change. And that would allow our family a time of restoration. As professing Christians, we also sought out the blessing and the covering of our then pastor and church family. And then in addition, we had done our due diligence to pray and fast personally, which resulted in both of us, my husband and I, coming to the same conclusion. And it was, we both heard, go. I kept getting the message of a green light um, I kept getting the message of do not be afraid. I kept getting the message of I am with you. I have sent an angel ahead of you. I will also um, pave the way so there is smooth transition. And that is exactly, in essence, what happened. And we've been blessed ever since landing here seven years ago. I also was given several visions um, that gave me much peace and confidence. Um, I won't go into what that vision was. Um, perhaps I will start a different podcast about um, mystics here in the Middle East, uh, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, so the next thing I knew, we were boarding business class of course, courtesy of this company with seven large suitcases, a dog, three kids, and a whole lot of faith that this was, in fact, the right decision for our family. 
We have three girls. Our twins at the time of the move were in first grade and our oldest was in fourth. And they are now currently, the twins are 13 and my oldest is 16 and attends boarding school in Hawaii on the big island. She is in her junior year. Our twins are currently pending awaiting acceptance to boarding school stateside as well um, as they will be entering into ninth grade next year. One for Raven Gap in the Georgia state. And then for the other twin, we're looking um, for Baylor in Tennessee, um, Chattanooga. So that's exciting. And we've been in Saudi Arabia for a total of seven years and plan, God willing, to stay another eight to get our girls through college as this company is ludicrous in its EAP benefits and no other company can compare in terms of bonus pension retirement structure, 401k matching, the numbers exponentially increase with each year you stay, as well as giving what we call the golden handcuffs. (laughs) So everyone comes for their own reasons. We were ready for an adventure outside of the norm and knew there were tons of financial benefits as well, but also just a path less traveled that will change the trajectory of all of our lives individually and as a family. One of the biggest challenges for me was going from working full-time to being home full-time. I have been able to be home and for the first time in our, at the time it was uh, 14, now 14 years of marriage, I was either always working in school or both working and in school. So this was the first time in our marriage I was able to actually just be home and concentrate only on the home. That was weird for me. Um, I, I had been able to slow down enough to cook the meals that I wanted to cook to, you know, provide warm home cooked meals for my family multiple times a day, not just, once a week on the weekends when I was off, I was actually able to nurse myself back to health um, in, into a much better place, both physically and mentally. I had lost probably a total of 30 pounds and mentally I had gained much more peace and I had time to actually think about things that I wasn't able to think about because my life was so busy and so on the go all the time back in the States. Um, We have traveled to over 10 different countries since being here, um, which has allowed our kids a worldview that would have never been possible otherwise. We've been able to stabilize our family as we see each other so much more now day to day. We're together. We see each other before work and school. We see each other for lunch every day. The kids come home for lunch. Lunch is not provided at the schools here. Everyone gets a little break in the day. And my husband actually comes home for for lunch as well from work. And so we gather at the lunch at the table for lunch every day, which is been a huge change and a huge uh, benefit just for us to stay connected and check in midday about how our days are going. And then 
also for dinner. So um, my husband is home by four o'clock every day. He drives a mile to and from work. And he's he's been able to join the bowling league, which he was never able to do back stateside. He never had the time. And he's been able to join the tennis league <laughs> and just do things. So for him, his quality of life has definitely improved. Um, apart from being sent off to boarding school. So that's a whole other subject. When you send your kid off to boarding school at 14 and you're no longer able to see them every day, that that's a huge transition and probably could be a whole podcast on its own. I really want to also interview my oldest daughter and a few other kids that are in boarding school just to get their perspective and their take on how the whole boarding school experience has been. I know for a lot of cultures, boarding school is very common and it's not alarming to send your kid off, um, particularly um, some African cultures, definitely the UK culture. They, uh, I have a friend who just sent her, her daughter off and she's only 11 years old. So um, to the American culture, it's much, much more foreign to send your kid off to a boarding school. In American culture, if you're being sent or you're sending your kid to a boarding school, it's usually because they are unmanageable and it's like a bad, it's a, there's a bad connotation to boarding school versus what I truly believe is the actual purpose is um, for a whole nother level of experience for your child. Um, so again, that could be its whole podcast right then and there. Definitely so many different um, opinions and perspectives and preferences. Some families choose to keep their kid here for high school. So about four years into moving here, I actually began to really itch to get back to nursing. I had gotten certified to teach spin classes, and also I taught dance to the youth here on camp for several years. I have lots of experience as a technical dancer, both in classical ballet and in classical modern training, particularly the Horton and the um, Horton and Graham technique. Um, also a little bit of Lamone in there as well. So I tried to share that knowledge and, and teach dance class and get some pocket change for myself. The, the spin classes have been awesome. I've been able to penetrate the, there's an entire mafia out there. If no one knows, there is a huge European spin, <laughs> spinning um, group, club, community that has huge events and I've been able to attend some amazing events, one in Cairo, Egypt and one in um, England. And it, it's just, it's an entire community of people that I've been able to connect with. So that's been a blessing. And also just for your cardio health, um, spinning and strength wise really helps that mind body connection along with music. So it's been a great transition for me from dance to spinning because of just the music actually on its own. Um, many wives here find themselves looking for side hustles. I was actually at one point selling a product MLM style for a bit. I tried to do an MLM travel site for a while as well, which both never really took off for me. 
I taught English here as well through the local education department to local Saudis for a bit. And then I also got a job through a really great company called Palfish. And you literally just need your phone to and a bachelor's degree to um, become a English teach an English tutor to Chinese children that are in located in China. So that was a great experience. So if anybody wants more tips on that, I can put notes in the um, in the notes here. So needless to say, none of this took the place of nursing for me. Um, <laughs> Nursing is definitely hard to replace, um, and it didn't do anything for me professionally or financially versus nursing. I can honestly say I was finally in a position where I didn't have to work, but wanted to work. The decision to take short temporary travel contracts stateside leads me to being trapped out of Saudi Arabia for eight months. So, yeah, I took some short, temporary, eight-week travel contracts, six to eight weeks travel contracts for a bit. And this is leading up to COVID. And then once COVID hit, I was stuck stateside, actually worked doing picking up crisis contracts, working bedside as, um, as a COVID unit RN. And so that was a wild experience, but the airspace, the actual airports in Saudi Arabia were not open and I could not fly back. So I was separated from my twins and my husband for eight whole months for the COVID, um, the year of 2020, which had some blessings to it. I, I was able to prosper financially. I was able to be with my parents, which was amazing. And I was able to actually become a part of history, which I feel will be very a, a like rewarding conversation to my grandchildren one day. I wasn't ER, I wasn't ICU, but I was still on the floor taking care of elderly patients that had been hit really hard with COVID. So yes, that was a lot of turmoil for our family. However, it was just a ter- big time of turmoil for the entire world. So I'm not even going to go there. My oldest and I, we ha- we were able to spend five months of that eight months together, however, because she was stuck from going back to Hawaii. So um, that was great. And she's my first kid. And so we're super close as it is. And she was actually online with school finishing up while I was working. And we got to just spend a lot of quality time um, together, also with my sister's. So through all that, um, I also decided to actually pick up my master's degree in nursing um, as my goal um, to become a nurse practitioner was always my dream. And I was actually in my first semester of grad school when we actually picked up to move here to Saudi seven years ago. And then I had to drop because it was not a fully online program. And then I also didn't have the mental capacity to figure out how I was supposed to do clinicals stateside. So currently, that's what I do. I go stateside for my clinicals, and I do my theory online. Um, I also recently was able to actually get what I feel is like a legitimate online gig teaching for once. (laughs) So there is a school, it's a technical college who trains up people that want to do um, medical assistant certification, CNA certification, dental assistant, 
uh, radio, uh, sorry, radiology or sonogram technicians. So it's a technical type school. They needed a person to teach anatomy and physiology and medical terminology. And the requirement was you needed, I think, 18 credits of A&P. So I went back through all of my transcripts. I have a bachelor's degree in biology besides a bachelor's in nursing. And so when I went back and looked at all my credits for anatomy and physiology, lo and behold, I had all of them. <laughs> so I teach um, students online and I just facilitate an online course, hybrid course. Um, I do grading weekly and I do online Zoom calls once a week. Um, so that's been great to be able to pull in, pull in a little bit of side hustle money there. And um, I can do it while overseas at the moment. So that has worked out wonderfully for me. Um, we also anticipate buying back stateside our, our condo. We had a house in Texas that we had to sell. It was just too much out of pocket every month. That one house that we had just bought prior to moving, we held on to that for a few years and then we, we went to go sell it. So we need to reestablish residency for college tuition. So in-state tuition is much, much significantly less than out-of-state. And we are going to, God willing, buy the perfect condo for us in Florida where all my family is and where my girls want to be. When it comes to being stateside, they prefer Florida over Texas. Sorry, Texas. And um, our oldest looks forward to pursuing her college career in Florida. So that's big for us coming up for our family is a lot of change with our twins finally going to boarding and our oldest looking into colleges in Florida. Um, we will be empty nesters. When I come back here to be with my husband overseas, it will just be us, no longer our kids. And that's a huge transition in itself. And we'll be hanging out with the empty nester people. Um, <laughs> prayers and good intentions for all of this, please, as we divide and conquer, but stay strong marriage-wise for sure. I so look forward to all the different stories of all the ladies. I get the privilege to talk to on this podcast. And I am so, 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 so grateful for people that actually tune in and listen. And it is the conversations that we have as expats and having this experience is what led me to do this podcast in the first place. I'll find myself sitting or somebody will sell something from that. We don't have a lot of stores around here. We're kind of in like the that country of Arabia, <laughs> the closest, um, like legit mall or restaurants or whatnot are about an hour drive. So when people sell stuff, we pay attention. So if someone's selling, you know, a bookcase or some books or a kitchen appliance, um, you know, we are at each other's beck and call to get those items because we don't have a Walmart down the street or an Ikea down the street or whatnot. So I'll find myself showing up to someone's house and then we have a full-blown conversation about why they're selling it or maybe they're moving or maybe they're leaving or retiring. Um, lots of fun little conversations that we can't make up and things that we talk about that can't be made up. It's so hilarious sometimes. And I just said to myself, you know what? We've got to make a podcast and just somebody's going to want to be interested, whether they're looking to move here or whether they're already here and they just want to hear the people they know talk and laugh and just make light of this amazing life that we've all been privileged to walk together in. So 
that's it for me today. I hope you guys enjoy and I'll see you on the next podcast.